Hail and well met, everyone. My name is Jen, your friendly neighborhood GM and purveyor of fine pretzels. Today, actually, we're going to be talking about oranges. I love oranges. Oranges are one of the few fruits that you can get with relative consistency at the grocery store. Some, sometimes you get a good pear and sometimes you get a good peach, but most of the time you get a good orange. The inspiration for today's show came from an app that I listen to that helps me fall asleep. Quick sidebar, sleep is very, very important to you. Prioritize getting enough sleep. But Jen, I... Hey, what did I just say? So, the sleep app. One of the features is relaxing voices reading calm stories. You focus on the story instead of the 9 million thoughts in your brain, and it makes it much easier to fall asleep. One of the stories includes a comment about making a wish if you peel an orange all in one go. And an orchard of orange trees would be like an orchard of wishes. What a lovely thought. Naturally, my DM brain said, what if they were wishes that went wrong? That would make a great D&D adventure. To the notebook. The grove is beautiful this time of year. The bright sunlight makes the oranges sparkle like gems among the dark green leaves swaying gently in the breeze. In another week or two, they will be ripe and the entire town will help harvest them. Two girls walk in the shade of the trees to escape the heat of the day. I wish we could eat them now, Cassie pouted. Don't whine, Susan replied. But I'm hungry, the younger girl complained. It passed under one particularly gnarled tree. Its bark was black, with branches twisted all around each other. It had deep green leaves and bright orange fruit, just like all the others. Maybe it was just the oldest. Susan heard a soft thud behind them. Oh, Susie, look! An orange just fell off the tree! That means it's ripe! Cassie picked up the fruit and held it out to Susan with a pouty lip. Peel it for me. Fine. If it will make you be quiet. You peeled it perfectly. You know, if you peel it perfectly, you know all in one go you get a wish. If that were so, I wish to be rid of you and your annoying babbling. Susan roughly handed the fruit to her sister and tossed the perfect peel on the ground. Grove is beautiful this time of year. Our characters come across the town of Valenciana, a small farming community bordered by a grove of orange trees. The people here are well aware of the old wives' tale about orange peeling. In fact, people have been peeling oranges and making wishes for as long as anyone could remember. Nothing ever happened. Until. Last year, two sisters had an argument as they walked through an orange grove. The eldest wished to be rid of her little sister. The next day, the little sister was gone. The town looked for her for weeks, but they never found any sign of her. Last month, Tobin, the tavern keeper, he wished to be the richest man in town. And the next day, a fire devastated much of the town, leaving his tavern untouched. The PCs arrive as the townsfolk are rebuilding in the aftermath of the fire. The mood is somber and workmanlike. The sorrow of so much loss of people and property hangs heavy in the air. The first person the PCs pass looks up from the bucket of mortar he's mixing. Travelers, eh? You'll be looking for the jolly cat, the only thing that survived the fire. 
It's been a while since the party has had a hearty meal to eat and a bed to sleep in, so they decide to spend the night at the Jolly Cat Tavern before being on their way the next morning. That night, at the tavern, one of the patrons, Owen, peels an orange, all in one go, sighs heavily and says, if this actually worked, I'd wish to have my brother back. A few others in the pub, thinking of their lost loved ones, called out, Hear, hear! Owen raises his tankard and announces, I wish all of our loved ones could return to us. A few happy moments pass, reminiscing about the people they lost, before an odd slamming sound echoes from the front door of the tavern. It's almost like several people clumsily knocking on the door all at once. Several holes are then punched through the door before it's relieved of its hinges and crashes to the floor. A wave of putrefaction and burnt hair floods the room as loved ones who died in the recent fire or long, long ago pour into the room. The PCs battle the zombies while trying not to harm the townsfolk or too much of the tavern. After the battle ends, everyone turns to face Owen. A multitude of questions are not far behind. What was that? Was some kind of sorcery? What have you done? What happened? Owen is horror-struck and can offer little in the way of an explanation. Optionally, you can describe the townsfolk becoming angry and blaming Owen for the undead visiting the tavern. Will the party step in before the crowd attacks, or will they stand by and let it happen? If such a situation would not be fun or interesting for you and your table... Leave it out. Now the PCs can ask some questions of the town folk. They will learn the following information. Lots of people have perfectly peeled an orange in this town for decades without anything bad happening. The mother of the missing girl says her daughter disappeared after the girls had a fight walking through the grove. Tobin picked an orange from that gnarled tree, peeled it perfectly, and made his wish. Owen picked a fruit from the same black tree, but didn't peel it until he was sitting in the tavern. By now, the torches should be lit, and the pitchforks have been fetched, and the angry mob follows the PCs down to the orange grove. Let your magic users cast Detect Magic, or your paladin use Divine Sense to find the gnarled tree. As people attempt to cut it down, or burn it down, the gnarled tree will reveal itself to be... Okay, so here's a peek behind the curtain. I had a few ideas of what I thought the bad guy would be, but when I sat down to write, the story kind of evolved. Initially, I liked the idea that the wishes were only granted from perfectly peeling the fruit of one particular tree. That would spread out the misfortune over time and allow the tree to continue to live for quite a while without arousing suspicion. Evil or carnivorous plants is a trope that I love, so a tree would most certainly be evil. The more the story came together, however, I had a green hag in my head. Low level, loves the suffering of others, and could plausibly be the force behind the wishes gone wrong. Do hags have the ability to cast animate dead? Well, actually, according to the monster manual, no. No, they don't. But... As GMs, we can color outside the lines if we want. Maybe this particular hag can cast Raise Dead. If you run games for experienced players or other GMs, try giving monsters spells or abilities they don't normally have. Even if it has no mechanical impact on the encounter, 
something familiar acting in an unexpected way is very creepy, and it won't take much to throw off those experienced players and GMs and give them something a little bit unexpected. Okay, so back to the grove and the townspeople and the torches and the pitchforks. Ultimately, I chose an evil tree. I know the green hag is a better fit, but I love the idea of an awakened tree wrenching itself from the ground and using its roots as legs and doing battle with the party in the town. Although, you know what? Why not both? What if the hag uses her magics to animate her evil tree to attack the party while she escapes? Perfect! Great job, team. You could easily tone down this adventure and make it more suitable for younger players by coming up with wishes that had a humorous or mildly inconvenient consequences. In that case, the big bad can be something fun like a fairy dragon. They are mischievous, but not malicious. They also give you an opportunity to find a resolution without combat, if that's your bag. If you have sweets or baked goods for a fairy dragon, they will be much more willing to bargain. Conversely, if you want to crank up the difficulty or the horror of the adventure, the green hag can become a coven of green hags, or two hags trying to find their third member. If you know how hags make more hags, that's scary enough. There's a lot of latitude here. You could even use a night hag, and anyone who eats a fruit from the gnarled tree gets horrible nightmares. On that immensely cheery thought, I think that will do it for today's show. I hope you heard something that will make your next game amazing. Thank you for joining me. If you are new to the show, I have a few recommendations. If you like the idea of nature fighting back, check out episode number eight, Cursed Seeds. If you find yourself running for Wee Sprouts, listen to episode number five, Candy Region. You can support the show by checking out my adventure Into the Caldera, available on the DMs Guild. If you're one of the people who has already purchased it, you are awesome and thank you. I really appreciate it. A new adventure is in the works, but it's still very early days, and I'll share more about that project in the future episode. Follow the GM's Notebook on Instagram and Blue Sky. Send your emails to thegmsnotebook at gmail.com. Until next time, I bid you a fond farewell.